I believe it somehow. My toxic trait is believing that I could run the music industry. <laughs> that I, you have me, a believer. <laughs> Not as an artist, but like as like a manager, like I'd be like. Putting the puzzle piece together. I'd be making, a, I'm going to manage the German pop star that Becca. <laughs> I, Quinn, I was just going to say that. I was also going to ask if you would manage Beck's gloss. Wait, can you? Wait, can you be my manager? Manic. Pixie. Jump scare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. We're Quinn, we're Quinn and, and we're, we're Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where we talk openly <laughs> about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for each And Tom's house was broken into, and yeah, I'm just having a really hard time right now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to place that so hard. Wait. Wait, I'm trying to place that so hard. And Tom's all the way back. And Tom's house is broken into. And yeah, I'm just having a really hard time right now. Who dates Tom? No, it's it's a Kardashian. It's a Kardashian. No, I think it was from a real housewives clip, but it's um, it was a TikTok town for a while. The Lisa Rinna Eminem. I know this isn't like a regular Ooh. episode. So like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the Lisa Rinna Eminem came from today. And like, you know, it's such a niche meme because when I looked it up, there wasn't even a know your meme page for it. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> by the time this episode sees the, light, sees the light of day, everybody's going to be like, what? There was a Lisa Rinna Eminem. But anyway. Literally. <sighs> so hi, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Stanless Deep Dive episodes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. So I hope you're loving them. You probably are. Yeah. Um, if I had to guess, <laughs> this one, if you had to guess, would be the next item on the list, which is the famed album. Go ahead, Quinn. Plastic <laughs> Heart. 2020, oh my Miley Cyrus. She put her heart and soul into this one, guys. You have to listen. The like 30th <laughs> studio album from Miley Cyrus. Literally. 34 years later, she has released. <laughs> I don't even know what I was about to say with that one. I'm just going to let that fly into the wind. So as we do with all deep dives, um, mm-hmm. first we want to know about a little bit about how we first encountered this stainless item. What made it so, so famed in our lives. So Quinn, how did you first hear of listen to plastic cards what headspace were you in what was going on everything mm-hmm. so before i like get into plastic cards specifically i mm-hmm. i need to take it back to like when i was literally five years old because okay, a core memory of mine is so the house i live in now the house i am podcasting this very episode from oh. we moved here when i was four about to turn five mm. and we came in and actually I saw this house for the very first time the same night I watched the premiere of Hannah Montana whoa and just yes. remind me real quick of your address <laughs> um 31 <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah so um it was really fun because my next door neighbor 
who still lives there. We actually went to preschool together. And it was fun because we were going to be like neighbors. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that was like a new era for us. And um, I believe there's like pictures from this night because I want to say that exists somewhere in the house. But my next door neighbor, we like watched the premiere of Hannah Montana on like the floor of her living room. Like I remember that so vividly. That's so cute. After I had like seen this new house I was going to live in. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. And that's just like, a wider theory I've had about Miley Cyrus for a really long time is that like people our age were basically like brainwashed into liking her. Yeah. Because just with proximity. Yes. Because she was just like such a big star, especially mm-hmm. for like a, by 12 year old standards, one of the biggest, oh um, <laughs> like of the 12 year olds who have ever been famous. She was one of the ones who did it the most impactfully. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah so I don't know it's like as I said certain people's voices feel like a warm blanket to me and I would Mm -hmm. have to add Miley Cyrus in there it has certainly changed over time but like especially when I listen to like old school Miley do you know what song Mm -hmm. I recently kind of discovered that's older of Miley's what's that when I look at you when I wait I got it wrong when the waves um yeah and so that was, I was really the just last like, song yes no because i i intuited that because my friend <laughs> maddie was playing it and i was like this feels like it's would be from that last song movie and i think i did remember like the ads for that movie when she was like playing the piano like playing a grand yeah. piano on like a fucking beach like on who beach. is ever um, yeah <laughs> and she's like just singing her little heart out um and yeah Miley Cyrus is it's kind of nice because she is she's not an industry plant she has famous parents I would say yeah she does but she also or I don't know if her mom's famous but her dad definitely is um mm-hmm. But her, but she's also just such a genuine talent. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, she's just, like, even then, even as, like, she was, like, 17 or something when she filmed that movie, the -hmm. fact that she recorded that fucking, like, power ballad. Yeah. And also, like, you know, The Climb, like, all this stuff. And even the fact that she was making, like, yeah, the fact that she was able to make the music she was, like, at such a young age. Oh, Mm -hmm. Not that, like, you know, the creative process was, like, you know, obviously it was fucked up because like child stardom is just fucked up as a concept, but yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, so I've always been rooting for Miley Cyrus. I've always found myself in her corner, even in times where I have disagreed with her. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think at a certain time, Miley could have been on a problematic faves list as opposed to like yeah sure this dan list a little bit because and we'll get into that a little bit later but um to the plastic hearts of it all i'm rooting for miley cyrus and Mm. this era she has like a moment i feel because like especially with the iheart performance of heart of glass Mm -hmm. i feel like Mm -hmm. that just for Mm -hmm. some reason not for some reason because obviously it's like amazing but like just the way that like broke through the noise it 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 blew up yeah it was crazy yeah because I guess it's interesting because 
I feel like something we're talking about in the culture nowadays is how everything is just like recycled a little bit. Mm-hmm. But music, music feels that way and it doesn't feel that way because music, their version of like, whereas like film just dead ass like remakes shit or does like sequels to things 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Music has to be a little bit more creative with yeah. like sampling, um, mm-hmm. interpolating, like all that kind of yeah. bullshit you hear about when like someone's album comes out and they're like, oh, they interpolated the Pink Floyd 1974 record, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> and um, but whereas like, I feel like covers are kind of not looked down upon, but they don't have as much clout as like a sample. Like it's not as popular mm-hmm. to like a cover. Yeah. Which is interesting because when you think about, it's interesting because like popular music, which mm-hmm. um, we'll talk a little bit more about in our next Stanless Deep Dive, because yeah. like there used to not be as many songs but like everybody would have like I'm thinking like back back in the day like 50s 60s like how everybody would have their version of like a song yeah like Hound Dog like there's Uh Big Mama Thornton there's Elvis um Uh you know At Last all the jazz singers had their own version of it like all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like I think that's kind of an interesting concept as well but I feel like covers are generally kind of like they're like done sparingly but I don't know. I don't know where covers quite fit in like the recycling some, of culture. Right. Some of the best songs I know are covers though. Oh yeah. Uh, Glee cast. Year 3000. Yeah. <laughs> Glee cast. Anything Glee Wait, cast. who is, wh- I didn't know that was a cover. Yeah. I don't even remember what the original band's name is, but Jonas Brothers did it way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Plastic Hearts. Mm-hmm. So Obviously, Maya's having a big moment off of that. What I loved mm-hmm. even more than her cover of Heart of Glass was actually her cover of Zombie. Oh, I forgot about that the Cranberries. one. Yeah. 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 He, because I didn't actually know that song, but there was, uh, in the first ever show I directed in high school, there was this scene where we wanted the girl to be like listening to music in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we let the girl who like played the role, she picked the song out mm-hmm. and she picked Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah. And so when I heard Miley singing that song, I was like, oh, yeah. And so, so then I'm excited for the album, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, oh, this was like, this was like a dark time looking back. I don't even know. Well, I do know why, Um, but it was a terrible time. Yes. So it's end of 2020. Mm-hmm. We've been at this whole pandemic thing for a little while. It's like the first holiday season. Like it's mm-hmm. like, it's like the first holiday season of COVID basically. Yeah. So it's like at its worst. Yes. Like yeah, at yeah. It's absolute worst. Yeah. It's like hitting a new peak. It's like hitting its second peak because everybody went inside for the summer. And then mm-hmm. as like, you know, every illness does in the winter mm-hmm. and like at least COVID not a way possible but like it's just you know everybody goes inside yeah. in the winter and things spread easier but you yeah. know we hit like a big spike in the um winter time and so like things were kind of like like that was probably also contributing to it things were scary a little bit mm-hmm. and uh our university made the dumb ass decision um to we had our fall semester and we just went like straight through to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We had 
I believe one day off like other than weekends we had a singular day off Mm-hmm. that was on a that was in the middle of the week first of all because they didn't want people going anywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. they were called mental health days yeah they had like mental health days where like they'd be like okay guys th- Wednesday we don't have classes um <laughs> you do and- have assignments due on Thursday though <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, exactly okay, so and so fun. yeah so that was really tough um and then you get all the way and then finals were like so classes were over before thanksgiving break and then Mm -hmm. finals like nobody came back to like campus or anything but like finals were due like the next week Mm -hmm. and so basically there's no way to like enjoy the thanksgiving holiday with your family yeah because you're fucking like working on a paper and shit and so that's very much where i am because Mm -hmm. you know we're and obviously it's like a lot of pressure because i think i think something with the pandemic is like people like Becca and I people our age we are you know fortunate enough to like it's kind of we we were kind of starting to understand that, like if young people get COVID they were like much better off but right. um I was like at like I was going to see like I always have Thanksgiving with my grandparents I knew we were going to to like see mm-hmm. them for the holidays and so like my main fear throughout the whole pandemic was like giving COVID to somebody um mm-hmm. and so Anyway, so that was like what I was managing and I was just trying to manage like doing my finals and shit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was, it was terrible, your honor, because it's just like, it was just like, I'm somebody who like, I like to just like get things done. Like, I just like to like work on things until I'm over with them. And so it felt Mm -hmm. like I couldn't like really enjoy that like holiday with my family. And like my grandparents live like a little while away from us. We had gotten like an Airbnb and my mom and my brother were watching um, the Queen's Gambit. And I was just like, not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not into it I was no. or I couldn't be into it because like I couldn't take time to watch Anya Taylor Joy doing whatever she was doing with those chess pieces like yeah it's too much time there's yeah. no time there's no time <laughs> um and so yeah but then something that breaks through all the noise is plastic hearts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just loved it like immediately I just I, 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 I we'll get into more like the specifics like, <laughs> next thing but like Oh, it was just it was just everything I wanted a little bit and I feel like I feel like the 20 I feel like even though the music didn't get that much attention I feel like that m- music that came out like in that second half of 2020 mm-hmm. like after like everywhere started locking down I feel like that music was so significant I think so too yeah because all we could do yes and like not even that but it just predicted so many like trends that are like still in music like two years later like we think Mm -hmm. of like future nostalgia chromatica um yeah even plastic hearts it it had that era of like it had that thing of like okay these older sound these older concepts Mm -hmm. are you know dance pop classic rock of like you know an 80s era are all coming back into like vogue mm-hmm. um but because of like the timing in which they were released we weren't able to like consume them the way we're usually accustomed to consuming music and so mm-hmm. but like now we have you know renaissance harry's house like all the biggest projects this year in mm-hmm. music like harken back to like a past time a little bit sonically yeah and i feel like 
this music that came out in like 2020 was kind of like the first wave of that in a way yeah they were setting something like 80s stuff became so big mm-hmm. yeah and i think they definitely set that up yeah so um plastic cards was very something that helped me break through the noise a little bit in that time um mm-hmm. and yeah i was just obsessed i'm obsessed with like i was also obsessed with the aesthetics yeah like I wanted to dress exactly like Miley Cyrus during this time. I still do. I still do. Yeah. Um, like she definitely yeah. became like one of my like like this era of hers is like a big style inspiration for me. Yeah. And she's your Sagittarius sister. Exactly. Exactly. That's another reason I identify with her so much. But Becca, exactly. I would love to hear your background, where yeah. you are approaching plastic hearts from. Well, thank you so much. Um, mm. I was definitely one of those people who the heart of glass cover, like I could not stop listening to it. It became my most listened to song of the year. And there was like, it was like a month left in the year. That's crazy. <laughs> so like so fast became my most listened to song. I just was obsessed with it. Um, and it made me really excited for her like rock era. Cause truly Miley is just such she was born to be a rock star. Like she's not really a pop mm-hmm. star. She's a rock star. Yeah. Um. And I've always well, she her can that just way. do like anything, really. Yeah, but like, like just the rock her, feels like, but like you're right. It feels everybody. most authentic mm-hmm. for yeah. her. Yeah. And like performance wise, like she's such a good performer. Mm-hmm. So it's it just makes sense. And also like, it reminded. I used to listen to like I was obsessed with the Hannah Montana, of course. Mm-hmm. And then me and my mom listened to. I don't even remember the name of the album, but it has Can't Be Tamed on it. I don't know what that one's called either. And she also has a cover on there of Every Rose Has Its Thorn. She is just, she's the queen of covers. She's so good at covers because she makes it her own. Mm-hmm. Cause oh, she's it's... done. She actually has so many covers out there. She really does. Another one of my favorite oh. covers of her that I feel like people don't talk about is her cover of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Oh. Um, which is on, it was this album called Revamp where everybody did different Elton John songs, like all these other artists. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a good album. So many good covers on there. There are like four or five covers on there that I listen to so often. Love that. Um, okay, the album is called Can't Be Tamed. Per. But yeah, I love that. She has, yeah, that that album's so good mm-hmm. and um obviously is a little more rocky mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah so i i miley rock is just makes the most sense to me so i was really excited for this like 80s rock album from her um i remember the tweet from sarah shower when um heart of glass came out sarah shower tweeted if miley came out with an 80s rock album it like covid would probably end and then Miley Cyrus like retweeted it. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe Sarah and Miley will date. So that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I said <laughs> little, to my do no. <laughs> <laughs> little do you know. But yeah, so that was pretty amazing. And then, yeah, I listened to it. I was at home, similar situation, like right before finals, basically. And I was mm. upset. Like I literally had my mouth ag- agape uh-huh. while I was looking at what I was about to be listening to with the features. I mean, again, oh, we yeah. will get to it. But I was like, the roster no, of like, features. Oh my god, crazy, is crazy. Yeah, I literally was like, well, it makes sense because she is like, why wouldn't you want to be on a Miley Cyrus song? But mm-hmm. also like, mm-hmm. 
cannot believe it. it's crazy yeah um yeah so basically we were both just obsessed with this album mm-hmm. as everyone should be <laughs> literally as everyone should be okay. yeah well i think now we're gonna throw a little break because i'm chomping at the bit to come <laughs> back and like actually like super dive into the album because i mm-hmm. i love this album and like this, this little <laughs> this little precursor has kind of reminded me of that love and so mm-hmm. yeah we'll be right back Guys, I'm scared. Oh! Boy, you scared me like an opossum in front of a mech truck. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, and we're back. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and we're back. So... Now, as we like to do, we like to dive in a little bit to the history of whatever we're discussing on Mm -hmm. this podcast or on these stainless deep dives. And so I actually find this era of Miley very interesting. I find my whole career interesting, to be honest. And like my little, you know, doing the research for this really just reaffirmed that for me. Yeah. But she had this whole concept before Plastic Hearts of that was called like this whole concept project called she is miley cyrus mm-hmm. um and she is miley cyrus is going to be released as three six track eps the first was going to be she is coming second was going to be she is here and the third is um was going to be she is everything and she actually released she is coming in may of 2019 mm-hmm. and i'm glad we eventually got plastic hearts but if miley can ever find it in her heart to release some of what was on she is here and she is everything i would just be internally like grateful to her i'd be really happy because she is coming such a good so good like they're so they're mother's daughter so good such a good song amazing music video as well yeah oh her song the most on there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i feel like people just don't know about this ep like oh, i feel no. like no one no, ever... I didn't, the only the only way i heard of it is because um a podcast i listened to would play like songs and one of the mm-hmm. songs they played was the most oh wow and so that was how i was like oh let me go listen to this ep and then perhaps the most significant thing on she is coming catitude featuring rupaul Literally. have you heard this song becca yeah rise shine clock say pussy time bust my pussy nut while i'm fingering your butt like okay (laughs) one of my favorite things ever is rupaul on his podcast read those lyrics like completely like straight oh my god (laughs) that's what i was just giving a little bit (laughs) oh my god and i remember when that came out everybody was like this is so crazy but now I listen to the song and I'm like, this is just genuinely very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is just art. It's camp. <laughs> it's it's everything you want it to be. Anyway. Yeah. So she is coming. Amazing little, amazing little project. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that first of the three EPs. And it's released in May of 2019. Forget if I mentioned that or not. But um, eventually these have to get pushed back because she needed to have vocal surgery. Right. For, um, she, she had vocal surgery. And then eventually they just got scrapped after COVID. Um, mm-hmm. 
And again, Becca, and Becca added something to the outline and said, and she had a point with mother's daughter, but we don't really need to talk about that. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by that? Just that that song, song is so good. And it's I feel such like a good I always, fucking song. Yeah, I, I think we need to talk to, about like, it again. Literally, I always have to like show people that song. And I'm like, what? So it's, why haven't you heard this? No, the I'm chorus. The fuck with my freedom. my freedom. I came up I came to, up to, to get, get me, me some. I'm nasty. I'm, I'm evil. evil. No, when she says I'm nasty, I'm the evil. Then I'm on the other side. Literally. No, and it was kind of like Tish. Because when did her parents get divorced? Um. Because her parents divorced <laughs> like recently. I don't know. Wait. I need to look this up because I think that was part of it. Really? <laughs> Tish Cyrus files for divorce from Billy Ray Cyrus for third time. Oh boy. <laughs> April 11th. But like they didn't, they didn't have like, um, they didn't have like, you know, they got divorced like kind of late a little bit. It felt. Okay. Cause like, I think, I cause I think part of the reason it was like, because her mom was in the music video like in like the um in the bridge when she's like my mama always told me that i make it it was like a flash it was like tish was like miley's mom was sitting on the couch and like miley had her head in her lap and i feel like it was like a Mm -hmm. thing because like her father and her were getting divorced at the time so anyway oh maybe but yeah and we know and we just like know less about tish because you know billy ray is the store right um and so yeah mother's daughter amazing song go stream please please please. um and so she releases midnight sky on august 14th of yeah 2020 yeah um oh and i should also mention before we get into like the actual era that something i did want to mention a little bit is like miley's coming through like if you consider Miley's career up to this point it's been kind of interesting because she of course had like mm-hmm. bangers era yeah where she did have a moment of like I love how I, <laughs> this podcast like a subplot of this podcast and this the stainless deep dives in particular is me exploring mm-hmm. who was like the biggest pop like celebrity yeah <laughs> of any given era. but like Miley Cyrus fully had a moment where she was like the biggest celebrity during like the bangers era because yeah it wasn't of, like, all positive yes yeah, yeah because yeah. of we can't stop and because of the vma performance with robin thick that's like that was into my crazy memory. yeah was and crazy. like everybody was talking about it mm-hmm. and like the memes everything and so she was like big big and so yeah. she had the bangers era and then she went into younger now which was her follow-up mm-hmm. um and that one didn't have it was kind of like back to your roots but the thing about doing a back to her roots album is she's like 27 at this point yeah like we're so little... It's a little it's a little early to go home yeah <laughs> maybe not when you're miley cyrus but you know for regular folk um but yeah christmas so um and like it was funny because apparently miley was like very like not apparent but like open about not her disdain but just like her dispassion for younger now as like a project yeah it's not my fave either I I have to be honest I've never listened to the whole album I like I Mm. love the song Malibu yeah um 
the song Younger Now, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing she does get out of the era is definitely establishing the relationship with Mark Ronson, who also has a heavy hand in plastic hearts. Um, yes. And so, yeah. But I remember, like, the, like, when I was reading about, when I was reading something, she, like, said, she's like, oh, I've already started, like, a couple days after the release of Younger Now, she's like, I'm already writing songs for the next album. <laughs> and not in, like, a fun, like, oh, my God, guys, go listen. But, like, in a, like, I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. But anyway. She releases Midnight Sky, August 14th, 2020. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Midnight Sky as a lead single? So I kind of agree with you. It was kind of like a, a rando pick. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I listened to it when I think I forgot where she performed it. She was wearing that little purple dress. But mm. I was like, um, okay, I did want more from this. Uh-huh. From what I want to hear. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but it's in context of the album, I really like it. But yes. like on its own, it's not as strong for me. I think that's all lead singles. I think lead singles really? are just hard. Yeah. I feel like I've never truly been satisfied with like a lead single. It always and it always makes more sense to me when I think this expectation is just I think it's just expectation is like comparison and expectation are the thieves of joy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and it's like like expectation because like I had it with um I had it with Charlie XCX too like yeah. Crash I was like I was hating the singles of Crash what like, are good, the singles of Crash good ones was the lead single yeah new shapes was the second single mm-hmm. beg for you was third mm. and then she released used to know me like the day before the album right and I, I don't get it because with that, it's like she just chose honestly the worst songs. So why I do, would you do I that? Have con- I have like I love New Shapes. Like I, I, do I love like that it, song, but I, but I prefer. For you is probably my least favorite song on that album, and also Used to Know Me is very low as well. Yeah, I would say that. No, and also Beg for You had like the. Now this is you know getting into the crash of it all, but like mm-hmm. Beg for You had the Charlie XCX Rina Sawayama. Like when we heard they were collabing, we were like, oh my god. And then it was, I don't like that song. It's like the two most experimental, like, pop girlies of, you know, our time are just getting Uh on, like. A regular. A a sample, a completely, like, sampled song. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, literally. But anyway, but now it's like, I've grown to really love Crash. Same with, same Mm -hmm. with the song, same with Stupid Love. I did not like Stupid Love when it first came out. I was like. Really? Yes. I was like, this feels passe. It just feels like God God's done it before. (gasps) And. But like when I got Chromatica, when I, I got when I like heard Chromatica, I was like, yeah, none of these other songs could have been a lead single. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Because it's like, up. especially when you're in like, especially when you're like mega, you're in that kind of mega stardom. Mm-hmm. You have to pick something that's gonna be that's gonna make sense to your audience, and I feel like Stupid Love kind of made the most sense to like Lady Gaga's audience. Whereas like, you know, Enigma can't be the lead single. Yeah. Replay can't be the lead single. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're safe and rain on me for the second single. They're like, this is song of the summer. <laughs> this is going to be a number one hit. Anyway. And yeah. so, yeah. And so Midnight Sky, I feel like it was a good first single in that it kind of encapsulates a lot of the themes that are going on throughout the album. Mm-hmm. 
because there's that whole like it's ultimately about like putting yourself first in a way it's ultimately because also in like the Miley Cyrus of it all this album is of course really inspired by her divorce from Liam Hemsworth yeah something I love (laughs) divorce in general or Miley's divorce specifically from you well actually I know you love divorce in general I yeah I do I love divorce And, and then this specific divorce would you say yeah it was exciting to me Mm-hmm. because i yeah. i don't know he's just too he seemed always too like normal for her oh yeah like yeah i he thought was it was australian that's basically it yeah i thought it was really fun actually when she dated cody simpson that was like a throwback like that was, I was like, like wow hey there pretty brown eyes <laughs> 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 what are you doing later tonight <laughs> oh my god you know how he sings um <laughs> I, I actually don't <laughs> <laughs> but you know the song hey pretty brown eyes right i do not <laughs> okay i did a little jazzy take on it i guess you could say <laughs> cheat to cheat but yeah <laughs> um and so yeah but um yeah but midnight sky in that way is a good one but i didn't like connect to it and now yeah. and now it's like a song i like and i'm like ooh, baby ooh, ooh. yeah um but yeah, it's a very, it's an interesting lead single. Maybe not yeah. the one I would have chosen, but maybe we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, cool. Um, and so then the Heart of Glass comes September 20th. And this is definitely the biggest piece of promo for the album. Literally. I can just hear the, the drums in the beginning. Yeah. Wait, Becca, you put also does a cover of Maneater, like Nelly Furtado Maneater? No, um, Hall and Oates Maneater. Oh. oh, here she comes. And it's great. Watch mm. out, boy, she'll chew you up. She ate that up. But yeah, I, it just didn't blow up like Heart of Glass did. Mm. And neither did Zombie. Yeah, it didn't either. So, But Zombie still got included on... Is it on like the album or is it on the, like the deluxe album? I don't know. But both of those. And then there's one other like deluxe thingy but um anyway so the covers are a really important part of this era it felt like everybody was like very much on Miley's side and everybody was like for the 13th fucking time in history (laughs) they were like oh my god Miley Cyrus is actually really talented literally and it's like I've been saying this for years actually um (laughs) you're pissing me off you're pissing me off (laughs) and so then uh the second single is Prisoner featuring Dua Lipa um, and then that just represents the features on this album being fully crazy because like obviously Dua Lipa is like coming right off of future nostalgia mm-hmm. like apex of her stardom thus far yeah. um and then the album also has features from Billy Idol Joan Jett and then Stevie Nicks is kind of like interpolated and stuff and so yeah with the edge of midnight um and so yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. it's craziness and it's kind of interesting because I think this is one of the reasons why Miley's like throwbacks might feel a little bit more successful than people who have done it since Mm -hmm. because she did she obviously like she got that original flavor yeah. And was able to pay a more kind of direct homage to the people 
she's kind of inherently referencing with this music if that makes sense yeah that does make sense whereas like like some like uh, something else something that's come off as like something that's been criticized is like something like harry's house whereas Mm -hmm. like the references are clear but they're not as like respected and stuff right whereas like even beyonce's renaissance if she doesn't have like she does have the grace jones feature which is really big when mm-hmm. kind of referencing the type of music she's doing but she also has you know people like dj mike q um from like the ballroom scene um mm-hmm. you know having a bunch of people from ballroom and you know house and stuff come in and like advise on the album and stuff i think it's mm-hmm. impo- i think that's also an important way to like make it feel a little grounded and like authentic yeah mm-hmm. and of course he, she also has mark ronson like producing and he's you know amazing classic mm-hmm. i feel um, like we don't talk about mark ronson enough and how like significant he is honestly amy winehouse alone i was gonna say i was just gonna say mm-hmm. like the fact that honestly just valerie alone yeah <laughs> guys <laughs> guys fucking crazy guys. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that he was there for five foot two filming, like I can't even imagine. <laughs> Literally, this man. Uh, um, we can for- I can forget about Uptown Funk if <laughs> he was I, featured. I he was featured. <laughs> Nobody even Uptown Funk. It was the biggest song ever. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> the biggest song ever. It was. Uh, it felt like it, that at the time a little bit. Especially as an attendant of middle school dances. Yeah, yeah didn't it win like the Grammy? Didn't it win like? song of the year or something probably it was everywhere it really was that was the year that was the year that like bruno mars like randomly swept the grammys yeah that was like uptown like that is one of the songs that gets so popular like your parents know it oh yeah oh everybody knew that song oh yeah uh, oh everybody children were singing that songs at weddings graduations funerals (laughs) (laughs) do you not know funerals no when what Whitney Houston and that one that one interview where she's like songs that people can relate to children were singing that song at weddings graduations funerals <laughs> funerals and so me and my Aww. friend Kat whenever we we like really like a song we just send like we just send the song and then like weddings graduations funerals funerals <laughs> um no but do you know what song I actually really love from that Bruno Mars era what that's what I like. That song is great. That's a great fucking song. That's what I like. That's what I like. I like Beach House in Miami. Miami. No, literally. Also, so something that's so fun about Bruno Mars so is through his music, I love when he talks about Julio. <laughs> I feel like, like I that's been who... mentioned in a in a six a Silk Sonic song, maybe. Silk I don't Sonic. know who Julio is. Well, in Uptown Funk, he says Julio get the stretch. Um, yeah. and then the in stretch. in that's what I like. He says Julio served that scampi. Julio, yeah, I want to like who is Julio. Butler. I'm sure I could find out, but like I kind of like the mystery. <laughs> I like it being a Julio subplot whenever I hear a Bruno Mars song on the radio, being like, I "Will also, Julio come up?" I love finesse with yes yeah I, I constantly have um a dream I guess of me like dancing at a bar to finesse and like someone joins in and then we like fall in love you know yeah. how I dance <laughs> oh my god guys guys I cannot <laughs> I cannot say this like 
And I'm being 1000% serious. <laughs> Becca is such a good dancer randomly. <laughs> <laughs> it is super random Becca and I went out it was after the Caroline Polachek concert we went to a gay bar and we were on the dance floor and Becca was fucking like breaking it down popping and locking giving hand performance the fucking five elements like it was crazy actually and I was like what who is this girl <laughs> and it also happens like it always happens like an hour into being where I am like, I have to, like, settle de- in. No, it's funny. Yeah, because Becca will be, she had her little bag, and she's like. <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> she's just like. <sighs> no, and I'm like, uh, and everybody was, like, everybody's forming a circle around her. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Um, when we start doing, when Man Pixie Jumpstairs starts throwing club parties, you guys will yeah. all see it. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So packs of plastic cards. Um, yeah. The album um, is released ultimately on November 26th, 2020. Um, mm. And then Miley tours the album, which eventually leads to the release of Attention, Miley Live, a live album with a lot of the um, songs from the album released in 2022. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, so- did you did you watch her New Year's po- like party thing? I did not. I saw that it's okay. renewed. She's doing it again. So Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. That'll be great. I I love I really liked that. It was a concert. I liked when she was on stage. When other mm-hmm. people when Jack Harlow was there, I didn't really care. Um, but that's fine. You're like this is this is a lot for me. <laughs> it was on wherever I was um celebrating New Year's Eve, but I mm, just wasn't, wasn't really watching. Yeah. Paying attention to it. Um I forgive you. And so yeah. She would be she would honestly be great. I think she's like you could give her like literally anything to do and she'd just like rise to the occasion because <laughs> yeah. that's what she had to do as like a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just one of like she's she's just like a pro. She's just an old pro at the age of 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she has um, a down pat if you she has her. she has a like 20 year career at the age of 30. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and so yeah um so becca now let's talk about the album a little bit more specifically what are some favorite tracks what are some things that stand out about the album okay so well what stands out definitely is the aesthetics i am so oh 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 um i'm obsessed with it's just so it's like you know how I'm obsessed with like dreamy stuff. Like that's why I love sweetener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if that was placed in the eighties and so uh-huh. I just love it. And like an eighties, um, like rock. Yeah. Like yeah, glam rock. So, yeah. So, and I've always like eighties music, seventies and eighties music are probably like my, some of my favorite decades of music. That's so like general mm-hmm. to say, but anyway, they, I really do like a lot of the music from there. No, um, my mom tried to say like, I looked seventies is like a, like pejorative the other day and I was like baby that's all I want to be yeah literally I just want to be chill like that literally. <laughs> imagine me no I've had I have like a I have such an appreciation for like 70 like 70s is like my current obsession a little bit mm, love that mm-hmm. you are very 70s especially oh with your love of green earth tones yeah such a big part yeah, of it yeah <laughs> such a big thing in the 70s for sure yeah. yeah um but anyway also as you all probably know I had a roommate named Macy mm-hmm. um, and she I would say that her Ariana is Miley Cyrus 
Oh. Yeah. Of so, course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Of course. Something that makes um, a thousand so yeah. percent sense. What you just told me. <laughs> yeah. So we listen to Plastic Hearts a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So some of my favorite songs are Hi. Mm. Uh, one time I was listening to that mm. in the car, Lauren, while a sunset, a beautiful sunset was dawning. And I was like, oh my God. I still feel high. Okay. That might and be like also- the that might be like the best song on the album. It could be very like, well could uh, like be. outside of like my favorite. Cause I always say there's like your favorites and then there's objectively the best. The best. Like yeah. high might be like the best song on the album. I think so. Um also love night crawling. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck do I know is incredible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. probably also plastic hearts. Yeah. And I'm glad you said those two because not since Taylor Swift's Speak Now, I often, a lot of people will get confused when I compare Speak Now to Plastic Hearts. They'll say, Quinn, those are two seemingly discordant albums. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, so no, actually, because they share a similarity unlike any other album I've ever come across in that the first three tracks on these albums are fucking crazy so fucking <laughs> out of pocket so speak now first track mine Ooh. getting emotional thinking about it second track sparks fly <laughs> third track back to december what do you mean what, what? <laughs> taylor swift heard one two punch and she said i'm actually gonna raise you another one and miley cyrus said okay now let me try <laughs> and so that's how we get what the fuck do i know is an album okay, opener no, let me try <laughs> yeah also very 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 bold of her to say very bold of her to have like the first song on the album being like what the fuck do i know and then having <laughs> okay here are all my meditations <laughs> what the fuck do i know let me actually tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh such a good song and then plastic hearts come on Ooh. come on i'm living at the chateau I'm in California dream and plastic carts are bleeding. My friend, my one friend was like, oh, I don't like love that song. And I was like, so you need to fix that. You need to. So that's crazy. Yeah. So, so why would you say that? Yeah. Plastic hearts. And then. Angels like you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, guys. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. no. Ah. Mm. That like that like little <laughs> oh, strum at the beginning. God, she's so sick for that. Yeah, when she said, "I'm everything they thought I would be." (sighs) I'm everything they said I would be. It's not your fault. I ruin everything, and it's not your fault. I can't be what you need. Angels like you ain't can't fly down here with me. Uh, I'm gonna start doing that way more. <laughs> no, that's so funny. That is, that's that's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> like, I'll give you the mic, ma'am. I'll give you the mic. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> now let me try. It's very Ask Wendy. <laughs> One of my favorite things to watch is people on. Have you ever watched the clips of Ask Wendy where they try to take the mic? <laughs> <laughs> like the people on Ask Wendy try to grab the mic, and Wendy's when she, always when like, oh. she used to, she used to be able to stand and hold the mic for people. Yeah. Because when my parents, we had to stand up, approach the stand by ourselves. <laughs> approach the stand. <laughs> um, yeah, Angels Like You. That's definitely my favorite song on the album. Fair enough. Um, Hi, of course. I also love Hate Me. 
Yeah. I wonder what would happen if I died. Uh, I love that song. Maybe that day you won't hate me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. Never Be Me. Oh, also very beautiful. Like, mm. it's right up there with high on, like, most quality songs on the album. Especially, oh, when it goes from, like, in the last chorus, and then she goes, If you're looking for stable, that'll never be me. But I mm. hope that I'm able. Oh, my God. Uh, um, And then Golden G-String is a, just a beautiful way to end, like, the regular album before it gets into, like, kind of the fun yeah. stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, and a cool meditation on, like, fame and stuff like that. And it's, like, I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, because, like, Miley is such an interesting artist. Mm -hmm. Because she had, like, the Hannah Montana of it all. And so she has, like, that catalog. And then she, like, but I was thinking, like, she doesn't really have, like, one, like, song. You know what I mean? That like she's known for? Yes. You don't think it's Party in the USA? I mean, I guess that's the closest thing. <laughs> okay. But like, like it's not like, like I feel like Party on Party in the USA isn't like, like Bad Romance, for instance. Or like Baby by Justin Bieber. Oh yeah, like Single Ladies by Beyonce. Yeah. Beehive might get mad at me for saying that. But like, you know, not, not in like the, it's like their best song or anything, but like with like the normies like their song with yeah the normies, you know all that kind of stuff Fair enough. yeah um i feel like she doesn't have something like that and maybe i'm wrong I, about she, that. I don't know she has i think too many if anything so that uh, maybe it just, maybe yeah you know it means that she because like the climb would also be one then yeah. and then i'm sure also what was the bangers oh we can't or wrecking ball wrecking oh I'm trying to think of songs that like um a boy would lip sync to during the school's like boy beauty contest. You know how schools do those? I went to an all boys school and I don't <laughs> know what that is. Do you okay? We had a thing called Mr. Parkland where like it actually pissed me the fuck off. Let me <laughs> one second, one second. Let me be really mad about this. There's be real, an opportunity. Be real. Yeah. There's an opportunity for boys to win um, a $500 scholarship for college. $500. Anything helps, guys, in this economy. Okay. And but, $500 so they, is a lot of fucking money to a senior in high school. Literally. Like, that's, that is what I made in a year, babe. <laughs> at the salad place I worked at. But, um, uh, oh, yeah. They could basically compete in what is, like, a beauty contest. So... It's like the swimsuit round, the dance round, and then they they all do like a talent thing. Uh-huh. And literally, I was like, so why don't we have a girls one? Because these kids get to like win five hundred dollars. You mm-hmm. have to be a boy because it's called Mister Parkland. And I literally, one of the teachers that I asked was literally like, um, imagine if like the girls could actually do it. Like that would be so we would have so much drama. What? I'm tired. I'm tired. What do you even mean? Can I say I'm tired of narrative? <laughs> I'm tired. As somebody who's I'm not so exhausted, who is not assigned female at birth, who does mm-hmm. not identify as a woman, I am so tired of this narrative that women are somehow more gen- 
like fucking dramatic than men. Yeah, literally. Like I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so over it. I'm over it actually. Literally. Like have you ever seen a man like have you ever seen a football game? Literally. No, have you ever seen a man when drama? his favorite sports team loses? <laughs> Let's talk about drama, babe, and Trump and meltdowns. Literally, have you ever seen a man have you ever seen a kid like lose a game of Call of Have you ever seen a, a teenage boy <laughs> lose a game of Call of Duty? Scary or Fortnite? Even? oh 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 yes that's yeah. a little dramatic that's a little dramatic yeah yeah that's yeah. really bringing the drama uh-huh i feel like also mr parkland it just feels like it was something that was created to be like anti-misogynistic because it's like oh look the men have to get up and like do a pageant where like normally mm-hmm. the women would but then it just kind of became it like did a horseshoe and became misogynistic because it's like exactly for the women like literally parity not parody but like you know yeah equal opportunity for like you know women because it's like that's fucked up if like the boys just had the chance to win a scholarship and yeah literally and it's also like and it's also like it's it always becomes like a mockery of like things that women do it totally is. It becomes like, like, cause like nobody was like seriously, like, I assume that nobody at Mr. Parkland was trying to like do like a serious like pageant presentation. Not at all. It was probably just who was like the funniest or whatever, right? Exactly. And who well, like, like made if you the did most that, fool Like if themselves. you entered like a women's beauty pageant and you did like a parody of like beauty pageant, like it wouldn't yeah. read. But because no. it's men, it's like, oh, they're doing something feminine. Isn't that so funny? It's like, so no. hilarious yeah actually it's not <laughs> literally yeah so yeah. why do you think it's funny you think it's funny just because they're doing something that women would do and yeah. it's taboo for men to do shit like that anyway oh it makes me so <sighs> mad but anyway um how, oh right because i was thinking of songs by Maya that like people would use for that because like the boys <laughs> if they i don't know if they did karaoke or like lip sync to the climb like people would eat that up mm-hmm. or party in the usa or yeah. wrecking ball mm-hmm. etka 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 <laughs> sure yeah sure <laughs> yeah maybe you're right and that there are just too many of the like she just has too many bangers really yeah it is true and like none of them have ever been like was party in the u.s i feel like party in the usa like wasn't like like a hit hit what did it have like a moment where it was like a huge song oh my god it definitely was number one for like a while really everyone knows that song also like if that was in a bar like it must have been no it's like a turn-up song now but like did people recognize it for the genius that it was then i think they did you know who also wrote that song greatest recording artist of all time jesse j Say it out. Say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yes. A Brit, a Brit wrote "Party in the USA," and that's something I find beautiful. Oh, am I gonna have it? And it peaked at number two, actually, on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. <gasps> Produced by Dr. Luke. long sigh into the mic (laughs) oh boy yeah well okay that's okay 
it, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff, <laughs> especially from that era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, but Dang. I don't. So something that is also frustrating to me, and kind of like the canon of plastic hearts, is that like, yeah, it didn't. Be, despite all like that, like fanfare around Miley leading up to the album, and despite how mm-hmm. good I believe the album to be, it just didn't hit. people yeah like I feel like it didn't make that big of a splash yeah because I think people are um generally tend to be stupid (laughs) (laughs) you're so right about that actually (laughs) yeah so I see that in people actually um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know but yeah I think you are right also what came out around this time was Evermore I believe oh yeah and I remember Macy telling me Macy was like I think a reason why a lot of people haven't listened to Plastic Hearts is because they listen to Evermore and they're too sad right now to be happy mm. again a sign of stupidity yeah because Evermore comes out like what three weeks later yeah, probably. Yeah, of the story. So it's like Two, it's holiday time. Maybe you got busy. So then you just listen to Evermore and you forgot all about plastic hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, because like if it came out like two, three weeks, Taylor announced Evermore like. Did she announce like the day before or the week before? I want to say it was the week. It was longer. It was way longer than folklore. So I think like probably a week. Yeah, I think she gave us like a week. I remember waking up that day and everybody was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Taylor Swift releasing an album is always like a, T- Taylor Swift announcing an album is always like a sense a memory event. event. Yeah. 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 Plus like the, just the, I feel like music, I feel like all the music from 2020 is just like, so like, Because, like, we, yeah, I feel like because we don't, it might have something to do with the fact that it doesn't get toured for a while. Could be. And so, like, the tour gives us a way to, like, connect to it. Because, like, or maybe it's just, because, like, even Evermore, not that, like, the Swifties forgot Evermore, but, like, a lot of people think Taylor Swift did. Anyway. Mm. But, like, Evermore, I feel like people don't still talk about, but that also might be because, like, Taylor's version, the era, that era started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I don't a know. Lot. A lot's don't know. going on, or maybe people are just stupid. Maybe my friend Becca really just hit it on the head with that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like, so where do we? I don't know. Where do we think Miley's like going from here? Oh my god, I hope she makes another album, like a sister of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I would appreciate, you know, it'd be crazy mm-hmm. if she like started a band, like a lot cool. like Selena Gomez in the scene, like if uh-huh. Miley Cyrus and like, I don't know, maybe like the heartbreakers or something. I'm just mm-hmm. putting it out there. Like, that'd be fun. Um, I don't know. Or like she found someone else to like be in like a duo with, if that makes sense. That would be crazy. Or if she brought Joan Jett back and started another a girl band. Mm. Do you know what I also like? 
a thing of image that just flashed for me is like mm-hmm. what if she made like some type of like progressive rock because like Ooh. I like there to be like like Rina Sawai like Sawayama like something like that almost where it's like, Ooh, like oh my god like playing with the form of rock music a little bit like not like I mean Miley can do metal if she really wants to but like mm-hmm. you know how Sawayama was really influenced by like metal yeah um, and also like mm-hmm. um there's this one song uh there's a lot like there's a lot of like indie pop like that's very influenced by rock that like right. I listen to like um Grace Vanderwall has this really good song don't assume what you don't know um or like Ooh. there's this one girl her name is she goes by the name girly she has okay. these two songs Friday Night Big Screen which I've been obsessed with for a long time now and then I just heard a new song called More Than a Friend and like it's that blending of like it's almost like it's almost like hyper rock in a way like it's pop music but using like hard ass like electric guitars Mm -hmm. and like like I think that might be a really cool avenue for Miley to go because I would love to hear like oh my god my dream actually would be like a Miley Cyrus cover of Dynasty by Rina Sawayama Quinn Quinn no wait 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 Quinn (laughs) wait Quinn Quinn like what about sir I'm almost about to puke because (laughs) I said in my head right before you said that it would be my dream to hear Miley cover Dynasty by Rena Saiwaya and then you said it out loud and I almost I was like am I saying this I'm like how okay okay us being spiritually connected yeah no wow. i have said i've said dynasty is gen z's <laughs> bohemian rhapsody <laughs> it's so true in 100 years everyone's gonna know it i've also said rena sawayama could do bohemian rhapsody but queen cannot do <laughs> dynasty dynasty no oh, oh dynasty. Talk about a good fucking song yeah or save you now even no, Miley Cyrus, but that, but but that's where I believe Miley Cyrus should really be like going, especially if like, because Miley's favorite thing, because Miley's favorite thing is like when you listen to like an artist's new album and it just doesn't feel like they did anything different. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how I felt with um the new Lizzo album. Like it's just mm. like it doesn't feel like different enough. Oh, gotcha. Especially because now sure. we're gonna be two years post plastic hearts at least by the time we get an album from like miley and so like right you know we'll need a new era yeah but also like i don't know i also don't know if that's like a fair expectation to have on people if that makes sense i think it depends i guess on like i don't know it is hard because i am such a fan of like the true pop cycle of an artist where it's like each album like every year there's an album and it's like has a really separate aesthetic from what just happened Mm -hmm. that I find so pleasing yes so I don't know but maybe like I don't know if people can only do one thing should I be mad at them for that maybe yeah because like I feel like it's because the only thing is I feel like it especially um like is just because I feel like people talk about it a lot when it comes to like comparing women to men in the industry 
Yeah. And how, especially like female pop stars, it always feels like there has to be like a new era, something they're mm-hmm. doing differently. Um, yeah. Whereas like men can just do like the same shit and everybody's like, wow. Like how many albums does Ed Sheeran have? Literally. Doing the same old thing and everybody's like, Mom. And, and like, <laughs> exactly whereas it's like beyonce now has to like reinvent snort coke and you know vogue and do all this stuff (laughs) (laughs) and like you know somebody yeah Yeah. exactly lady gaga has to create a new planet (laughs) (laughs) dear god it takes so much work (laughs) literally yeah um rena sawayama has to like explore her relationship to her inner child (laughs) like like, oh my god it's just it's just uh and I feel like I'm not, (laughs) I feel like I'm not the problem because I don't, (laughs) because this is why I don't listen to men. (laughs) I know. I don't listen to any men. Except for like someone, like someone like Lil Nas, like, like, I feel like I have that expectation out of like Lil Nas next time he releases a record. Right. Fair enough. As somebody who like loved his first record, like Uh I want to know what his POV, especially because I love a sophomore record. It really is. It, it really changes so much the about game. Artists. No, because yeah. a first record is like you either like destroy it. Uh huh. Like Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher is like her first album, right? No, it's not. No, Stranger in the Alps is. Oh. So Punisher, her sophomore album, she did destroy. Yeah, she destroyed then. Like Stranger in the Alps, I will tell you, she did destroy that as well. Yeah, I've listened to Stranger in the Alps. I definitely didn't connect to it as much as Punisher, but I need to give it another try. But I always say like, mm-hmm. like your first album is you're trying things on. Okay, this is, this is the dichotomy, ready? Okay. The fame, Lady Gaga, she's trying things on. Yes. Like she's trying things on. She's still trying to find her lane a little bit. Uh-huh. Pure heroin by Lord. Mama. Mama. She knows who she is. She came on that track knowing who she was. Like, and like, like that's kind of like the you know you're so right for that. The, the dichotomy of that. And then your you're sophomore so right album. But like I think both of those are valid things. But then mm-hmm. if you do like like Lil Nas, I view much more in the lane of Lady Gaga where mm-hmm. there is a cohesive message yeah but um it's not and I also view this way about plastic hearts um a little bit more so than like Montero but like Montero has a unifying message but it's sonically a very different experience yes sure whereas like I think plastic hearts is kind of like that and that there's a unifying message it's a similar sonic experience but again it's not really doing anything to like push the needle forward Mm, and okay. I enjoy when music pushes the needle forward and so gotcha. my hope for Miley is that like whatever her next project is is that like it will allow her to push that needle forward a little bit more I like that yeah mm-hmm. especially because like yeah. if this is gonna be her lane like I can already feel people start to get a little sick of like the recycle a little bit mm-hmm. and like sure. I've talked about Beyonce renaissance a lot but I feel like Beyonce on renaissance had a good mix of like taking something that feels old and still finding a way to make it new yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's what i think that's gonna be miley's challenge for her next record you know yeah i mean she's my Cyrus, so she's always gonna sell records and stuff but like Mm -hmm. if she wants to have like a hit on her hands yeah i fear 
Maybe I'm going to have to be Beyonce. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> no, Wait. I I think about I could be like I could be like an A&R person if I really wanted to be. I don't know anything that's involved in that, but like <laughs> <laughs> I believe it somehow. My toxic trait is believing that I could run the music industry. <laughs> that I you have me a believer <laughs> not as an artist but like as like a manager like I'd be like putting the puzzle piece together I'd be making a, I'm gonna Whoa. manage the German pop star that Becca. <laughs> I, Quinn I was just gonna say that <laughs> I was also gonna ask if you would manage Beck's gloss wait can you wait can you be my manager yes okay perfect <laughs> oh my god Wait, not like the career. me advising oh my god we have like how like, like if we go like Beck Gloss's team becomes like House of Gaga <laughs> wait this is so fun is. I'm signed to a manager my good friend signed to a manager my good oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I have a client <laughs> oh my god oh my god perfect me making 10% of all Beck Gloss <laughs> I will <laughs> I'm like, here's zero dollars. <laughs> zero cents. You Venmo me zero dollars. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I'm putting that thank on my tax so forms. Much. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've we've gone on a couple tangents about music, but I feel like that speaks to plastic hearts and like it's kind of like staple because it's causing us to think mm-hmm. about music a little bit more Literally. cerebrally. A little bit. Exactly. Put it at the front of our yeah. brain. But yeah. Anything else you want to say about the album outside of our segments, of course? I mean, just go listen to it. Yes, so stream. If, you if you've never heard of Plastic Hearts, what the hell? Come on. What the? You should have done it after we talked about it on the stand list, and now this is your second chance. Crazy. But yeah. Crazy. Okay. Then Becca and I are going to throw to just a tiny little break. And then we're going to come back and get into mm-hmm. our Manic Pixie moments and our jump scares concerning plastic hearts yeah guys i'm scared (gasps) daddy why you scare me like that oh my god no we can't have a conversation about (laughs) miley without having a conversation about the jenna marvel's miley cyrus parody video (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that (gasps) daddy Uh Wait, that makes me sad she quit YouTube because could you imagine the Plastic Hearts content? Literally, that would be life-changing. Also, did you actually think that Dolly Parton was Miley Cyrus's full aunt? Because I did. I mean, like, perhaps. Like, whatever Hannah Montana said it was. was No, it was her aunt because, yeah, Aunt Dolly. Because she had Mm -hmm. a, her her grandmother was another woman. Or didn't they call her, like, Meemaw? (laughs) <laughs> true yeah um me me but yeah anyway. that's crazy like imagine if dolly part which is your godmother i'd be like thank you <laughs> thank you thank you if, thank you if dolly parton guides you on your spiritual journey i mean she's already done that for me regardless of she's being done my god, it, yeah regardless she's of being my official godparent off. or not <laughs> she is <laughs> hands hands free <laughs> okay um so guys, uh, welcome back to our weekly segments, and you know how it goes with our Stimulus Deep Dives. We will be doing um, our Jump Scares and Manic Pixie moments, considering Plastic Hearts slash Miley Cyrus. Um, so first, obviously, is the Jump Scare. 
the scary, the flop, the floppery. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn, what is that for you, considering plastic hearts? My jump scare is honestly, and this Whoa. was something that I thought about the other day. The fact yeah. that this thing that I'm about to talk about didn't make our problematic faves. I'm scared. The fact that Plastic Hearts got zero, zero Grammy nominations. You know what? That is so true. Yeah. Like I was thinking about in the shower one day, the fact that like the Grammys somehow missed out on our problematic phase because the Grammys is always there to disappoint me. Something that consistently <laughs> lets me down in my life is the Grammy Awards. Literally. They will. I hate n- them. I hate them. But somehow it's, it's the only award show I care about. I know. Like movies aren't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my journey. <laughs> not the me. Emmys. Sure. <laughs> They're there. Yeah. Um, the Tonys, despite being a theater person, I'm like, I can never bring myself to actually watch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so like the Grammys are like, I feel like it's like, of like, like, I feel like the Grammys are like the most accessible thing because the Grammys are the things that kind of like, lean into popularity a little bit more because the Oscars are always like like Oscar movies are a different thing than like the movies everyone sees a little bit true although I don't know that's how I felt when I like cared about the Oscars and now I'm just like I don't even know mm. um I watch Coda <laughs> so <laughs> there. um and yeah but the Grammys it's like ugh, because I think I listen I'm so keyed into like Grammy type music and like pop music and stuff right. um I think it's just something I can follow a little bit more easily mm-hmm. and they just never do what I want them to do. The fact that this album came out, not a single nomination. It's foul. It's really foul. So what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> yeah. And Why yeah, did you do that? Yeah. Because <sighs> it makes me so mad because everybody was like, this is such a good, like, especially because grannies is like, they have genre categories. I know. So and like the fact that this wasn't like best rock, like it wasn't even nominated for best rock album, like general field. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people get snubbed for album of the year or whatever. Well, yeah. not now that there are 10 nominees, but like, you know, are there seriously 10 nominees now? Yes. Last year. Oh my God. They opened it up to 10 yeah. nominees and that's how Donda and Evermore were ironically donda and evermore weren't going to make the cut (laughs) wow if they kept it at eight that's crazy um and then wait she tweeted about it because i remember it being like a thing um oh yeah she tweeted um this article 30 artists who haven't won grammys and then she said in good company because she's also never won a grammy yeah i don't think ariana has either nikki she ariana has Really? Okay. I think Sweetener won a Grammy. Oh, but she she has beef with the Grammys because she was going to perform one time and then didn't, so I don't think she goes anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank You but... Next was also nominated for Album of the Year, I remember. Okay. I believe I was rooting for it to win Album of the Year because I was like, that is the Album of the Year. Yeah, very clearly, but I don't because... think she... Yeah, oh, because Billie Eilish win. wins everything. 
Yeah. No. And that was the most disappointing because like everybody, I was obsessed with everybody because Lil Nye, like Old Town Road was nominated. Lizzo's mm-hmm. album was nominated. Um, Thank You Next was nominated. It was the 20, it was the 2019 Grammys that aired in 2020. Yeah. And I believe, oh yeah, because it was the day, um, it was the day Kobe Bryant died. <gasps> oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Lizzo opened the show and she went like, this is for Kobe. And then, uh-huh. yeah. And so, um, yeah, tragic. But wow. yeah. And no, and then like just watching the show and then just seeing Billie Eilish win everything. It's like, grr. And Billie Eilish is very talented. Not to take anything away from that young lady, but um, exactly. she also shares my birthday. She copied off me, actually. She was born on December 18th. Really? Yeah, 2001. How could she do this? Billy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> she has 35 Grammys. Oh, you're younger than me, and I have a podcast. I post to the internet every week. Um, <laughs> who's really winning who's, now? Who's, who's really winning? Yeah, but <laughs> the fact that it wasn't even... Yeah, it's, it's time. And the Grammys, And the Grammys is like the award show where like it most plays like favorites a little bit. You like there are Grammy, like there are Grammys darlings, and then there are Grammys like. I guess the Emmys also does it because it feels like the same shows win every year for the Emmys. The Oscar, the Oscars can literally pay for people to win. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's that stuff with the Grammys too, but like, anyway. Yeah. I I enjoyed I enjoyed whatever Grammys the folk. I don't think I watched. Did I watch them this year? I enjoyed whatever Grammys I think the year after I enjoyed because the Grammys kept getting pushed back the next year I remember because that was folklore year oh like that was the folklore Grammys yeah it's never fun to watch somebody sweep at those awards (laughs) yeah crazy yeah but anyway Becca what is your jump scare when it comes to plisticots so again, mine is more just Miley Cyrus focused because uh-huh. yes, I don't really have <laughs> because yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I do have this is what came into my brain as soon as I was thinking about this. I have a sort of moment that I'm not really proud of from childhood, actually. Um, and that is in second grade, I was invited to a birthday party for a girl. It was my first sleepover birthday party. Sure. So it was like really exciting. And it was Hannah Montana themed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And like, it was one of those birthday parties where like the family is really rich and stuff. So it's like, oh, we're eating good tonight. And mm-hmm. um, people were sa- like, they all, we all had matching Hannah Montana shirts that they gave us. Yes. So cute. And then they were like, okay, now we're going to do your hair. And so I was like, oh, I'm so ready for my blonde wig. Even though, yes, I was a blonde child, did not need a wig. Um, but I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to have like a hand Miley wears wig. a wig, so you need to wear a wig. That's what I thought. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be like, oh my God, crazy. I'm going to be Hannah Montana. And then they just had like little like clip in um, colorful pieces of hair. And I literally. <laughs> I, I mean, I was young, so I don't really blame myself and I can look back and see that this is, this is me being a little selfish and a little bratty. Mm -hmm. I walked up to the mother of the birthday girl and I was like, I said something along the lines of, I'm very disappointed. You do not have full wigs. (laughs) 
And she was like, I am sorry, sweetie. <laughs> I did not think to buy 22 blonde wigs from Party City. <laughs> and I was like, well, she said, and in my home, this girl said this to me. <laughs> and in my own house. I'm the owner of this which house. I invite, which I invited her to. <laughs> Little girl. Oh my yeah. God. So, no, but I, I, yeah. I stand you in that moment. Thank you. I was just, I, they shouldn't have prefaced it like that. And I probably wouldn't have got my expectations mm-hmm. so high, but yeah, it is something that I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. I was kind of, I was a brat sometimes as a little girl. And your yeah. childhood is the time when you work those things out. It is true. Cause now what am I not a, a brat? brat? Except sometimes. <laughs> Except for when you want to look like a brat's duo. Literally. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for <laughs> manic pixie moments where something that slay something that's amazing something that has never ever been so good like how it was before in the old days <laughs> okay so Quinn, <laughs> what is that for you relating to plastic hearts i don't know how i forgot this but probably halloween this year when i dressed up as miley <laughs> yeah yeah so good i did yeah it was amazing <laughs> And everybody, yeah. I was like, guess who I am? And everybody was and like- And you had a blonde wig. I did. I don't know what happened to that wig. Oh, right. You lost it. Actually, I, I know where it might be, but like my toxic trait is this closet over here in, in the dark corner of my room. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much stuff in there and I just be putting mm. shit in there. And then like, I can't really get it out. Like yeah. I have to, like, there has to be a concerted effort for me to get something out of that closet. That's not like clothes that I wear regularly. Yeah. Like there's a storage bin in there that has like a bunch of costumey stuff. And so I feel the wigs may have ended up in there because okay. I bought two wigs for that Halloween weekend, famously the Miley Cyrus wig. And then my wig I was going to wear when I was Wendy Williams on the Masked Singer, but then nobody yeah. got to really see because <laughs> one of the hosts of this podcast had a little diabetic episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I caused a scene. Caused and it wasn't scene. me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like so slay that night. No, and everybody was like, because I cut that wig myself. Yeah, like, it looks so good. Because it was like it was like down to here, I want to say. And so I like cut it more like Bobby and I cut like the bangs a little bit. Mm. And I did my eyeshadow and it was uh, like the and my lips. And then I was wearing a Cher t-shirt and so everyone was like, are you Cher? And I was like, so I'm so Cher has never looked like this actually. <laughs> but it was like heart of stone you know Cher. That. Like it was like. Yeah. Crazy. Literally. And so like <laughs> the fact that people didn't know. Oh my god and then actually this night was actually this night this might be a jump scare but now it's like a fun little you know but um one yeah. of my we so we went out as like all four people and it was funny because one one of my friends went as gi jane another one of my friends went as a construction worker and another person went as a cowboy and so we kept making this joke that we were the village people plus miley cyrus <laughs> <laughs> um, that's and, funny I like it and one of one of our friends got was so drunk that like they were like we were leaving the bar that we were at that night and I was like well who's gonna call the uber and they were like so we actually he's like so drunk we can't take him in an uber we don't think oh and so then we were at a bar literally two miles from where we lived like or not, not almost three and so we literally 
walked. No. From yes, we walked from Shady Side. Like you're Ells- kidding. Yes, we walked from Shady Side, Ellsworth Avenue, all the way back to Oakland, and I was in my platform Doc Martens. Why didn't you just Uber yourself? I would have <sighs> had to leave them. Yeah, that's a I would have had idea. to. That's such a good idea, Becca. And no, and then. <laughs> my two other my two friends who weren't like like I was in the back which which it wasn't he wasn't like the friend who was drunk was not like annoying or anything or belligerent um Mm -hmm. and so we were like in the back because we were walking slower because he was in like cowboy boots or something and I was in you know combat boots and then the two people who were wearing sneakers were like walking so far ahead of us and I was like okay yeah that was dark um wow it was a very fun night no there's a picture of me there's a picture of me we like got pizza at this one place and I like took my wig off and it was just me like in my makeup like (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh like 245 anyway you've seen that what is your manic pixie moment so as you all may have noticed me and Quinn say rock on every once in a while Mm -hmm. something we came up with Yes. And something that people actually don't realize about me is that I only say rock on because in 2009, Miley Cyrus told me to. Let me explain. My grandmother knew someone who worked with Miley's team. And so she got all of the granddaughters for Christmas one year, signed photos from the Hannah Montana show, and Miley signed it and said, rock on Miley Cyrus so she's been telling me to rock on and so every time I say rock on it is Miley speaking through me wow much like God speaks through the prophets exactly I am a disciple of Miley and I have spread her message of rocking oh my god that's so cool I know I look at it my dad's it's like okay so I don't know. You, you probably, I don't know if you'll get this, but living with divorced parents and you have two rooms, mm-hmm. one room is like way more. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like one room is <laughs> really has a lot of stuff from childhood and one room doesn't. Mm. And my dad's room is the, where like all my childhood stuff is. And so oh, that really? is still, yeah, it's still framed. Um, mm-hmm. and next to my nightstand. Yeah. Yeah. I nightstand. dated somebody with divorced parents mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. when I, like, I, I actually never went to their one cause I, I had like a whole, um, like friendship with them before. And I'd actually, mm-hmm. it was kind of weird. Cause when we broke up, I was like, I've never actually been to their dad's house. <laughs> really? That's how actually a lot of my friends were because I mostly stay at my mom's. Cause when, before I was 18, my mom had like five days a week and my dad had two mm-hmm. the weekends were with my dad. So like, I was just here more. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that was his, the house, same with like the house we would hang out at, like his, it was yeah. his mom's and he would be with his mom more, but also his mom's house was just like a lot closer to my, like he literally lives like, I see down the road for me at his mom's house. And so what's that was another reason. What's really convenient about me is that my parents' houses are less than a mile away from each other. It's you can walk convenient. if you need to. I have actually. 
With your little really bag. convenient. <laughs> I'm like, doot, 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 doot. ding dong. No, something that was uh, my, um, the way I'm like interested in divorced parents culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very 2000s core as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that is something of growing up. Like when we grew up, like, cause again, like everybody said, divorce rate was like 50% or something. And so, and like yeah. that was felt among children. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like yeah. it was very, I feel like people like, would always be like, that. what will people think? But like, it honestly was just like, so many people had divorced parents. Yeah. Like I would say most of my friends have divorced parents. Mm-hmm. I would say, no, a lot of my well, home friends, home friends, they actually, not a lot of them are divorced. What about <laughs> me going through my entire world? What about... <laughs> <gasps> wait no now that i'm thinking about it most of my friends are married most of my friends have like <laughs> married parents <gasps> do you do we attract is that like a theory it could be do you attract could very well be people who have similar yeah but it was something that was like so Experiences? normal i feel um yeah i mean it's a 50 50 chance at this point <laughs> yeah so my my um the person i was dating it would be Monday and Tuesday with mom. Wednesday was always with dad. Oh, interesting. Thursday and Friday back to mom. And then the weekends would alternate. Oh, I see. Wednesday. Well, no. Well, Thursday back with mom and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it would alternate. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, mine was five and two. Yeah. Lauren was. Cause she Her parents has are divorced. divorced yeah queen um exactly <laughs> she would go a week like a week at each a week at each a week at each you oh. know yeah i always thought that was interesting yeah yeah it's very um i feel like i could do like a whole no because that's gonna be i feel like this is gonna be like a subplot of when we do like the interview episodes where we like we do like a two-part special in which we interview each other right um I feel like that's gonna be like a bit like I need to like because that's also I'm in like part of the thing that speaks to me about divorced parents culture is like the like the sense of like home and stuff Mm, yeah you know because like would you say that college was the first time well because when did your parents get divorced when I was in second grade I was eight I guess okay so like so you had like a little bit of it because the person I dated had like like his parents got divorced before he was like aware of it. Oh, interesting. And so his experience has always been his parents living separately. Oh yeah. I feel like yeah, no, I do remember them living together like vaguely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like college was like the first time in a long time where you had like all your stuff in like one place. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, because that was yeah. one of the things that was interesting when I would like talk to them about like um, college and stuff. Is in, and they would be like, "It's nice to have all my stuff in like one place." Mm-hmm. And it was like something yeah. I never thought about. <laughs> yeah, but generally, still, I do love divorce. And if you're thinking about it, do it. If it needs to happen, it needs to happen. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. with anything yeah. in life, and especially with divorce. If it needs to happen, yeah. it needs to happen. Exactly. And who knows that better than Miley Cyrus? And what did she explain that on? But Plastic Hearts, the album. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. And Um, everyone. But yeah, Becca, where can people (laughs) keep up with you? 
They can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, mm-hmm. um, Twitter, Bex Gloss, and TikTok, where y'all going during World War Three. They can also find me in the year 2050 touring as Bex Gloss, managed by Mr. Quinn. Sorry, Miss Quinn. <laughs> that felt weird. Get it right, get it right. <laughs> get it right. Okay, Quinn. So where can people keep up with you individually? They can keep up with me at Quinn P. Murphy on Instagram and TikTok. You can also follow me on Quinn P. Murphy underscore on Twitter. Fun thing about my Twitter, I actually just got access to Twitter circles. <gasps> oh my God. Which the fact that I did not get access to it sooner is something that makes me extremely upset, but okay i think it's because i've been tweeting originally more recently but anyway 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can find me getting those backup dancers for back gloss tour in order because <laughs> i get that it's you know everybody's tired it's hashtag tour life but we got to be giving everybody the same quality of show and i anticipate there being a little bit of a problem with the backup dancers their energy they have like a midway slump and we just need to get them back on track and so you can find me negotiating that with the dancers and walking them through their eight counts if they forgot. And I thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to class tour 2050. <laughs> um, and Becca, where can people keep up with the shore? Oh, they can follow Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we actually post the podcast at large in video form and also some exclusive content usually. So definitely subscribe there, comment, and please, please, please always email into manicpcjumpscare at gmail.com <laughs> okay hilaria <laughs> i don't even know who she is who was that guys miss baldwin but, um... <laughs> um but yeah yeah we're queen and, and we're becca and thank you, you. Rock on! Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.